What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com. Uh, you know, I apologize, you guys. I feel like I've been saying this a lot recently. Uh, I haven't been uh, doing a whole lot of episodes on my podcast because I've been neck deep in this massive project. And every time I think that I'm finished, there's something else that comes up uh, that has to be included in this thing. So <laughs> so it's really been kind of uh, taking up all of my brain power. Like, I just... Uh, I haven't been posting as many memes, like as far as, uh, or creating memes uh, for baseball card uh, fandom, I guess you could call it, or anything else. And a lot of that's because I've just been so engrossed in this thing. So, uh, really excited to show you all uh, more of a finish with it. Uh, hopefully, that won't be too much longer now. I, uh, I would like to be able to have it done uh, within the next few weeks, uh, maximum. Uh, three weeks, but we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, quite a bit sooner than that. So we'll see. I will do an article about it. I will uh, post a long podcast about it and a YouTube video on it to accompany uh, as well. So pretty excited about it. Hope you guys will uh, get a kick out of it as well. Um, but anyways, going forward, hope everybody had a great Easter. Um, that was yesterday, and uh, so we got together with Holly's family um, on uh, the day before, which was kind of nice, you know, that you don't have to, you know, scramble in everything all in one shot, and, uh, you know, in one day, so that was, so that was really nice, and uh, uh, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's always, it's always crazy because they have like, I don't know, 4,000 different family members, it seems like, uh, <laughs> that come over and as a uh, as a guy that got married at 21 and being an only child let me tell you it was nothing short of frightening for me to go to these family uh, activities they're very close-knit family they always love getting together it's like the highlight of their you know lives or whatever they get together and all that and uh, for me I was just thinking oh my gosh it's terrifying you know it's funny because uh, Polly's grandparents when they were alive they lived in a small town and they lived in an even smaller house. Like we're talking probably, if I had to guess, like a thousand square feet. And, you know, one of their favorite things to do was to get like this family of 20 or something people together and spend the night there. And I was just like, <laughs> it was mortifying to me. <laughs> I like my space. I love my space. I love my uh, quiet time, my alone uh, time and everything. And so that was, uh, that was very scarce in those days, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's funny, but, uh, I think, uh, I, I think that, that God puts together people in marriage that are complete opposites a lot of times. And so Holly and I were, were opposites in a lot of ways, but, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's really funny, but, you know, cause as the years go by, you know, we kind of get, you know, kind of, I get inch a little closer to each other um, and how each other is and, you know, kind of mesh into this, uh, <laughs> this uh, person more into the center of things. So it's, it's kind of a, kind of a funny and neat thing how that works, but uh, still not, uh, still not a super massive fan of uh, getting together with a hundred different people or whatever, but you know, I, I don't have any qualms with anybody there. We're, you know, we're family and uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's great to be able to, uh, know these people know that you can count on them for sure. So, and also, I mean, gosh, they just, uh, you know, they're just, uh, you know, for the most part, they're all good people, 
you know, so, <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll stop at that. But, um, uh, it's been kind of fun because, uh, I've been thinking a lot about, uh, some cards, of course, it's the card podcast, right? So we're going to talk about cards, about cards that aren't actually baseball, uh, but are, uh, of other interests. Now for me personally, um, I didn't really care too terribly much about anything else uh, in terms of cards uh, other than baseball growing up. So like, with a few exceptions, I'll give you those examples. So growing up, baseball was always number one. And then I had a whole lot of uncertainty uh, come into my life through, uh, you know, problems with uh, just, you know, my dad's health and everything that that caused and moving all the time and all this, that, and the other. And so I used cards as kind of like a way to, you know, for an escape. And I felt like kind of for a while that baseball wasn't really filling that hole entirely. So um, I got into basketball and football and hockey and uh, it never really stuck, you know, the, the football, basketball and hockey cards. Though I did have them and I did enjoy them, but baseball was really the only kind of uh, cards that, that had staying power with me. Uh, now, when it comes to non-sports, as far as I can remember, guys, like there's only one type of non-sport card that I've ever been interested in. Uh, and it was for a very short time, uh, back in 1993, I think. And they were the Jurassic Park cards. They were the cards uh, that were made because of the movie and I don't know about you but for me personally that movie was everything I loved it I was uh before I was into baseball cards I was a big uh huge fan of dinosaurs I loved everything about dinosaurs whenever we go to the library I would uh borrow mounds of books of dinosaurs and just read about them and enjoy the pictures and and everything so it's been kind of it was it was great to be able to see this uh this movie and it's my knowledge that might have been the first pg-13 movie i've actually ever seen and uh man i was just uh enamored by uh i think her name was lex lexi lex it was the girl uh in the movie she i had a huge crush on her and i remember seeing the movie like four times uh at the theater and you know, when like the theater actually was cheap to go to. Yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, not like that anymore. Not so much anymore. Uh, but the trading cards and uh, the, you know, it's like, it was like meshing the, the best of both worlds, dinosaurs and baseball cards. And I thought that was just the coolest thing ever. And so I remember uh, getting packs of these cards and putting them in pages and trying to complete a set. And, you know, eventually it just kind of fizzled out because didn't have that, you know, drive or desire, uh, like I did, uh, or do with baseball cards. And I do remember, uh, looking forward to the day when, uh, Jurassic Park was going to come out on tape, VHS. Yes. Okay. So let me tell all of the younger generation out there what a VHS <laughs> tape is. <laughs> it's one of these big rectangular plastic boxes that you would put in something called a VCR and you would play a video that way. So there's no streaming, no, oh my gosh, there's no DVDs that uh, 
that I was aware of or CDs or whatever. I think CD-ROMs were just coming in for computers or whatever. But uh, anyways, it was, it was a great time. And, uh, and so my mom surprised me the day it came out with the VHS tape. And uh, I was so excited. Like I had, uh, I was the owner, the proud owner of this, you know, the greatest movie that was ever made. And uh, I thought it was really, really kind of neat. So, uh, you know, and, and of course, you know, they kind of ended up in a binder and, you know, the cards did. And uh, I put it away and, you know, kind of forgot about it for, you know, ever. I, I don't even have a recollection of anything about them after that, really, to be honest with you. Um, every now and then I'll check eBay and see if there's any for sale and, you know, and kind of fizzle out. I never get them, but, uh, which... My birthday's coming up. I might actually look into possibly getting some of those. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, but anyways, um, phenomenal movie. Jurassic Park 2 was a big letdown. Jurassic Park 3 was a big letdown. And then, of course, we come back years later. I watch them. I'm like, you know, those are actually pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, so it's kind of kind of fun. But anyway, so all that to say, uh, I'm reminded of all this because of a gift that somebody just somebody gave me recently. Uh, his name's Ed, and he's up in Alaska. And uh, he was selling some Jose Canseco baseball cards, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to uh, get any from him. But uh, he ended up uh, uh, reaching out back out to me because he uh, Googled me or whatever, and you know, started reading some of my articles and seeing some of my videos. And he's like, "Man, Tanner, you know, I, I just uh, got a lot of questions for you. I wanted to talk some things out." Um, and some of it had to do with baseball cards, but, uh, some of it had to do with, uh, with religion, with Christianity, with, uh, Jesus in specific. And so as much as I love baseball cards, my number one favorite thing to talk about and be about is Jesus. I love Christianity and, you know, not, not in the way that I'm going to shove it down anyone's throat. I'm not going to you know, go to a restaurant and jump on top of a table and say, hey, if you don't believe in Jesus, you're all going to hell or anything like that. Uh, but if the opportunity arise, arises to talk about religion or Christianity, I am all there for it. You know, I just love it. So uh, Ed and I got a chance to uh, schedule some time on the phone and talk for, gosh, I feel like we were talking for an hour, hour and a half or something. And so... Uh, very good conversation, by the way. Very good conversation. And uh, around, like, pretty close to the beginning of it, even really before we spoke too much about religion or whatever, he said, you know, uh, I've got a 2012 Alan and Ginter People of the Bible set. And I go, what? <laughs> and he said, uh, he said yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's something that uh, Alan and Ginter put out. It's people of the Bible. And I said, well, are you sure it was Alan and Ginter? And it wasn't some off-brand thing or something? He goes, no, it was Alan and Ginter in 2012. And I was floored. So keep in mind, I wrote a book about baseball cards, okay? And I had never even heard of this set before. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, now, I will say this. I have a horrible memory. I very well could have stumbled upon this uh, at some point. I mean, how could I have not, right? Um, I mean, I was in the thick of things back in 2012. I, uh, you know, I love Alan Ginter and everything, so I don't know how I could have missed that. But 
to me, as far as I know, this is all you know, amazing news. Which, by the way, when it comes to watching TV shows that we've already seen before, I'm your guy. Like, I'm the perfect guy to be watching a show with that I've already seen something before because I'll pretty much forget everything <laughs> that I've seen before. I can watch a, a series or a movie as if I've never seen it before and going like, hey, what's going to happen here? You know, so <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, but anyway, so that may be... Uh, what's going on here with uh, with the people of the Bible set in 2012 out in Um But I was floored. I was amazed. And he said, you know, Tanner, I have this set and I'm, I'm going to send it to you. I go, oh man, you don't have to do that. I mean, you know, I appreciate it, but no, you don't have to do that. He goes, nope, I insist. I, I said it and it's going to be done. So Ed sends me this complete set of, I think it's like 10 or 12 cards. And uh, you know, they are all from people in the Bible and man, I just love it. So, you know, Ed, if you're out there listening, I want to thank you again. I know I thanked you on the YouTube channel and social media, but I want to thank you again on the podcast here for your generosity, and your kindness. Uh, I really appreciate it. I love the set. Um, <laughs> I am shocked that the set even exists and that I, at the very least, don't even remember it. Uh, but I love the set. It's great. Um, and, uh, I thought I'd talk about it a little bit because, uh, Alan and Ginter, they, they do a, like Topps does a phenomenal job with Alan and Ginter by creating all these different insert sets and they cover a variety of, uh, non-sports, uh, types of, uh, uh, genres, I guess you could call it. And I've, I haven't always appreciated that. I remember when I was in my 20s, uh, I was just getting back into cards and I ended up uh, getting a box of Alan and Ginter. It had this, uh, you know, big, bold uh, declaration on the front saying like, you know, three game used cards and one autograph card in every box or something. I thought, oh man, that's exciting. Remember <laughs> 2008 or whatever, this was exciting stuff. It was great. And so I got one of them and I remember my heart sank because the first card that I got was like a piece of shirt from like a bowler. And I go, what? One of the four uh, possible big hits is like a piece of shirt from somebody who bowls? What is this? And so I was pretty ticked about that and uh, very disappointed. So I'm like, okay, well, got three more shots and so the autograph comes up and it was like of a nobody and it's like you know how you how you get the actual v card in your hand from the box and you realize v card isn't really a big card at all and it's like oh it's all downhill from here now and there's nothing else you know this wasn't even big as it was and so like okay well so the next card i got was probably another no-name relic and I was like, okay, got one more. What's this next one going to be? And there was like a piece of a flannel shirt from a duck collar, like a professional duck collar or something. I go, what in the world? Why would they put this stuff in a baseball card product? I want baseball players, not duck collars and bowlers. That's crazy. So in any event, I... Uh, Decided not to really buy many boxes after that. <laughs> I was really kind of uh, really bummed about it. And 
as the years go by, I've noticed something that the general consensus, from what I can tell at least, this is kind of my perception on it anyway, for the, the view of the hobby that uh, Tops has really kind of taken this brand and has made non-sports characters or uh, you know alternative sports characters, I guess you could call them, uh, and made them collectible, really collectible which is absolutely bananas to me. And hey, guess who's on uh, the bandwagon also, like me? I'm not, I'm not into professional duck callers or bowlers, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but there are some non-sport autographs and game use cards that I would go nuts for if I, I had a chance of getting them. Uh, and so, uh, you know, finding something, I think my, opinion probably would have changed quite a bit sooner had I come across this Bible set. Um, so anyways, I, I get this Bible set in, uh, you know, in the mail, and I look at him and I was like, man, you know, it's kind of, you know, kind of a bummer is the backs of each, they don't have a bio, which I don't want to say it's a bummer because it was, it's expected. The fronts are beautiful. Uh, the backs, all they have are checklists of each one of them. But I mean, what do you expect them to say? A lot of these characters in the Bible are very controversial. Uh, in fact, a lot of the world thinks that some of these or all of them are, uh, fictitious characters. And, uh, so I guess I could imagine, you know, that they probably, that tops wouldn't want to go too deep in a, uh, biography of each one of them if they uh, saw that they probably wanted to toe the line of being very conservative and careful say okay here's a checklist people of the bible uh, believe if they're fiction or not but here they are and uh, so it kind of got me to uh, go down another rabbit trail which is fun uh, and I've really kind of been stuck on this for a little bit recently um, about uh uh, archaeological evidence of the Bible. There's a lot of uh, mistruths. Is it, mistruth, is that a right term, a correct term? There's a lot of falsities, <laughs> I guess you'd say that, uh, when it comes to the Bible that's circulating around online and in books. And uh, it's really, really unfortunate. Um, namely, a few of them are that the Bible is very unreliable and it's just, uh, you know, changed. Uh, it's, you know, a lot of words and phrases and everything have been twisted around. It's like a big game of telephone. And so meaning that when uh, it was written originally thousands of years ago and now things have been changed uh, over and over and over again. And that's not true. Uh, there was actually great care that was taken uh, in translating over the years and uh, it's the historically the most uh, accurately backed up and, uh, and reliable uh, old text that we have uh, out of literally anything out there and uh, so there's a whole lot more to it and I'm not gonna get into a big Bible class or whatever here on this but uh, but it's fun to be able to really dive in on this and so uh, there's one website you can go to if you're interested and this fascinates me, you guys. Like, it's called biblicalarchaeology.org. Uh, there are uh, archaeological digs 
that happen where there's confirmation of things in the Bible uh, that come up monthly. I think they have like a top 10 best finds every month or something like that, if I remember correctly. And there's some finds that they have where uh, there will be certain stories in the Bible that uh, uh, people will, uh, you know, scholars and other scientists and everything will, will scoff at and say, oh, this was not right. Uh, this is completely made up. It's impossible. And then archaeology, uh, decades later, confirms uh, that the Bible is true. And, you know, the certain thing that, that people were being mocked for. And uh, that happens on a fairly regular basis, which is really fun. Uh, but anyway, so biblicalarchaeology.org, if you want to check it out. Um, I don't say too terribly much more about that, but it's, it's been fun to be able to read that. Another thing that's kind of a bummer, though, is, uh, <laughs> is I was looking up something on Google the other day. And they had a, uh, a suggested Google search that said, is the Bible fiction? And so I was like, huh, okay, I'll bite. So I click the, the link that Google generated and Google answers, yes, the Bible is fiction. It is uh, a bunch of uh, stories and parables that were borrowed from other places or whatever. I go, hmm, yeah, that's actually completely factually wrong. Uh, so I'm going to click on the article that it leads to. So it goes to this guy that uh, I don't even remember his name. If I, if I remember his name, I'd... I, you know, call it out here, but, uh, he has this massive article, uh, talking about all of the biblical inaccuracies and, and, uh, uh, all these other things that, that show that the Bible is wrong. I go, okay, I'll, I'll bite. So I'll, I'll read into some of this. And, and there are a number of things that he was talking about how, uh, you know, the Bible was, uh, uh, you know, adapted from these other texts that are, ancient and they're you know older than the bible and in every single case that i looked up uh that or that i remembered from uh from memory after researching myself he was wrong he was taking uh half truths and twisting them from what he looked up or whatever and did a very poor job of doing so and uh so it's kind of unfortunate to be able to see that you know people trust google they search this, they're confronted with a question that says, is the Bible true or is the Bible fiction? Google answers for you, and it also gives you an article that says why, but the whole reason why is wrong. It's just really kind of a weird deal. But any of that, uh, it's, uh, it's very fascinating to be able to look up. And so it's, it's fun that you have this entire different uh, path to go down when it comes to cards. And it all came, it all stemmed from like this, you know, little set of, uh, of cards from Alan Ginter, which is great, you know, and, and speaking of, uh, collecting, uh, other cards, I think it's kind of fun that like, even, you know, I've, I've talked about this before. I've, uh, done a YouTube video at youtube.com forward slash TMA baseball fan quite, quite a while ago about how I, uh, got a bunch of autographs for free. Uh, through the mail and I was a big big fan of through the mail autographs. I loved uh, sending off for autographs all the time and So when doing this I actually kind of jumped tracks a little bit and I said, you know I'm not just gonna I didn't jump tracks. I branched out say that way. Uh, I didn't just do baseball uh, I actually ended up 
uh, doing a number of TV shows I like and movies and, and all that. So I sent out some and I got some great autographs from actors and actresses of shows I love. And I even made some customs for them. And man, it was great. It was uh, <laughs> it was fun. And it's just kind of kind of funny to think that the gateway for doing this was baseball cards. I mean, I would eventually, I mean, I've been thinking about this. I had this on the back burner forever, um, but I'd love to do like a set of cards from the office or something, you know, that'd be awesome. I would love that. Uh, and collect their autographs or something. And same feel like Parks and Rec. I mean, there's so many great shows out there that I just really love. And uh, they've actually created some cards of these. In fact, um, I've got a, uh, I won't say too terribly much about it, but I've got a massive project coming up pretty soon that involves a TV show that's going to be pretty insane. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, a little nervous because it's some things, it includes some things I've never done before, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be really, really fun. And, uh, and just all of this comes from, uh, you know, this little, this little fun hobby, you know, that I had as a kid. Uh, in collecting baseball cards. So that was really just kind of limited to 89 Tops and 88 Donruss and, you know, 90 score and all that. And I just cannot believe how far uh, this hobby has come and how the card companies, Tops uh, in particular, has done such a great job of uh, bringing in baseball card collectors to, to actually branch out. And I think... Uh, Leaf has done a really good job of this as well because they've uh, they've done a lot of autographs and other different types of cards of uh, actors and actresses and you know all that. So I think that's been uh, helpful as well when you take somebody's autograph or piece of their memorabilia or you know whatever and you know frame it in a pretty card that you know is always a hit for people, especially uh, collectors. So, anyways. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun just seeing what's out there. And uh, I have a feeling that if I ever win the lottery, I think I'm going to stick on eBay and just like probably not get, ever get off it and, you know, end up making a bunch of terrible uh, decisions when it comes to purchases. Uh, <laughs> as far as cards going, I think a lot of them would uh, involve television show cards and autographs and you know, relics and that sort of thing. So <laughs> I just, uh, I love them. And the funny thing is, is like, I know they're out there. So and I kind of joke about the lottery thing because uh, I, you know, I <laughs> I don't remember the last time I actually bought a non-baseball card, like I just, or a non-sport card even. Like the, I, I think I bought one uh, specific basketball card, which is like a 1992 classic Shaquille O'Neal uh, that's in my binder somewhere. And that might be the only actual non-baseball card that I have right now come to think of it um, that I haven't made anyways um so but anyways just because of all the memories I have so many memories uh, tied up in that card I was a big Shaquille O'Neal fan uh growing up as a as a teenager so uh in the early mid 90s but anyways uh so yeah that's uh it's fun it's fun to see what cards are out there um and uh you know <laughs> in the case of you know people of the bible from 2012 Allen and Ginter it's fun to see what's been made even a decade ago, even if you're a decade late to the party, <laughs> like I am apparently on these, <laughs> which, uh, which is fun. It's always super fun to be able to, 
uh, discover something like this. So, uh, but anyways, I, uh, I always appreciate you guys, uh, tuning in and listening. So thank you for, for listening. I'd love to hear, uh, what non-sport cards that you all enjoy. Um, there's a ton out there and, and I just, I probably know less than 1% of what's out there myself. So I'd get a kick out of hearing what, uh, what, uh, you all like. So anyways, thank you for listening. I hope you all have a great rest of the day.